Hi again, everyone. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode 99. 99 brings up Wayne Gretzky, or Ricky Vaughn, or Manny Ramirez with the Los Angeles Dodgers for the year stint there. You're right. You're yeah. right. Some great 99s in the past. But wasn't Courtney Brown 99 for the Browns? Was he 95? I think he may have been. I'm not sure. I mean, either he was 99 or 90. I don't remember. He was a 90 somewhere. Yeah. We had, there was a 99 somewhere along the line. Who knows? 99 was a fun season for the Tribe and Penguins. Had fun there. So, yeah. We're getting close to a century mark, Tim. We're pretty close to our third year anniversary. Yeah. It, it's amazing that two weeks from now? We, yeah. Two weeks around, well, about three, St. Patrick's Day weekend. That would be. Yeah. I'll have to uh, go down and find out the exact date. It's absolutely incredible. That's, yeah. uh, you know, just a whim of the idea at a gas station. And here we are three years later and uh, really going strong. Amazing. Really strong. It really is. Well, here's what's going on today, everyone. To make it nice and simple. Anthony and I had the opportunity yesterday to go to see the uh, Youngstown State Penguins, as we talked about on the previous podcast, and got to watch that great game with Wright State. That amazing performance by Darius Quisenberry. Oh, my. I'll touch on that later, but I don't know where to start, Tim. I, I, I mean, that was for how many years? Have we, not once they begged, for how many years have we earned and hoped for basketball to be fun again? Women's team has had a lot of success, but on the men's side, I know you touched on the Peters era. uh, Robic had a game against Valparaiso, early 2000s, late 90s. They've had, let's be honest, they've had a couple blimps on the radar. Mm -hmm. Over the last 40 years. But for the most part, they have been lost in a desert. And Moses hasn't been able to find them. Nobody's been able to find them. <laughs> nobody has been. A- I mean, nobody has been able to find them. Not even Norad could find them. Yeah. And right now, they have an opportunity to do something very special that's never been done. And who knows what the future holds. The next three games, very vital to the Penguins going forward. They play tomorrow against Northern Kentucky, a huge game at home, the last game of the regular season mm-hmm. at home. If you can get down there and support them, mm-hmm. please do. Great opportunity to see great high-level yeah. high college basketball, and uh, we had a good crowd last night at the uh, Penguins did, game. Did you check the official tennis? I have not looked I yet. I did. What was it? 2148. Well, you were right now, you said about 2500, so. You know, well, let me do this. On this podcast, we're going to have a special guest. Mm-hmm. We're going to have John Vargo come on, and we're going to talk about last night's game and the Penguins mm-hmm. and going forward. And that did come up in yeah. the conversation. And not to give too much away, he thought it was even higher than the 2,500. Yeah. So it was interesting. Loud. I, and It was loud. Uh, it was electric. It was, you know, there was the fans were feeding off the players, and the players were feeding off the fans. And that was college basketball at its best not to give too much of the conversation mm-hmm. I had with John away, but one of the things I brought up was why issue traditionally basketball fans are older. Yes. For yes. a college mm-hmm. basketball crowd, mm-hmm. it's an older fan base. It's not the young fan base of students and, let's say, under 30. Yes. So last night, with the football team arriving, yes, and some of the students... And some of the younger people, we had a and the more pep band. 
We had more of an electric feel last mm-hmm. night, a, a real college atmosphere at in a big-time game Remind- and taking on a huge opponent in White Wright State. And it was, without a doubt, one of the more exciting games I've I've tended to it bigly, and I've tended quite a few over the years. Yeah, it's. Um, I listened to Jared Calhoun's post game uh, comments today at work, and he made mention of how he's not a guy to, you know, fist pump and act like a teenager, like he phrased it. But he said last night he couldn't help himself. He said that when he took this job, he told the fans, he told the team, "We're going to have this someday, and we're going to have it." And last night before the game, he said, "We will have this tonight." And we're going to win this game. And he mentioned two players in particular. Uh, Nas Bohan and Darius Quisenberry had that look in the eye in the second half. Like, we're not going to be denied tonight. You've been to hundreds of YSU sporting events. Football and basketball and all that. I have been to hundreds. I've been to women's basketball tournament games. I've been to football playoff games. I've been to an after championship game before. I've been to, I've been to the baseball team's first ever NCAA tournament win in Bloomington. I've been to softball and baseball wrestling championship games. Uh, last night was top five atmosphere. And I've seen Antonio Gates coming here with Kent State in 2002, the Elite Eight team. I was at the Butler game that uh, the Penguins had Butler and lost late. We touched on the Cleveland State game last night, the game on ESPN when Slocum first couple years here. And I think a lot of people around us said, uh-uh, this is – Bigger than those games, almost. Well, this is the first team. There was Dan Peters had a, a, a couple year run yeah. where they were very competitive. They ran into Valpo the year Valpo mm-hmm. made the big run yes. in, in the NCAs, and they 90, could not climb over the mountain. Ninety nine, yeah. And they could not climb mm-hmm. over the mountain to get to the NCAs. They've gotten to the semifinals yes. in, in the midcon and stuff like that. They've yeah. never really made a run in the Horizon semifinals League semifinals two times, but that was even. That was like a fluke here and there. It was not. Yeah. The the key is, and I'm going to let John tell the story yes. because it really does uh, come up. And I'll tell you what. Why don't we do that right now? I'm going to, we're going to step aside and on the phone, we're going to have a conversation with uh, John Vargo from the Warren Tribune Chronicle as he covers the Youngstown State Penguins. And we'll get to that right now. And now joining us on the phone is John Vargo from the Warren Tribune Chronicle. And, John, we got to see a really a complete game, maybe the most complete game of the year for YSU Penguins uh, last night at Bigley, defeating uh, Wright State, uh, the number one team in the conference, uh, 80, what, 88 to 70. Yeah, and uh, it, we were just discussing there. There's a couple factors here, but the the one one thing is you're talking about their complete performance. Jared Calhoun said after the game, and I asked him, I said, "Was this the most complete performance of the year?" Because they they wanted the consistency. They've been desiring to not have any letdowns during the game. There wasn't any last night because you've seen other games where there's a four- to six-minute, maybe even eight-minute stretch where this team just plays horrific. You know, it's like you, there, there's some kind of run the other team makes. There's a lot of mistakes made. The assist-to-turnover ratio is horrid. But you didn't see that last night. You saw a complete game plan for 40 minutes. And that, for me, is the mark of, okay, we're starting to get over the hump. 
we're getting this. We're figuring out who we are. And he harkens back to the West Virginia game, where they probably played one of their best games of the season. If they have, and I'm just going to throw this out there, if this team has a Damian Ergo-like player, they'd probably come away with a win against West Virginia that day because they just didn't have the size to go against, you know, the kid from Kennedy Catholic. And I wanted to say his name because I'm going to butcher it. So it's like, and, uh, I understand. Or no, Derek, right. and, and Derek Culver. They just didn't have, because those two guys just took over, you know, it's like, and it just, it was so, so nice to see them just get loud and love out of the box. Because if you, if he gets in that lane, he is the best player. And right now he is the best player in this league. It's like there's no doubt, and he's probably going to probably get my vote for player of the year at this point because, I mean, his body works pretty good. Even even what he had last night, he had 20 points, but they held him scoreless for about the first 10 to 11 minutes of the game. And But once you saw him driving and getting there, then he started to get his points later in that first half. But they put a body on him. It was not only Michael Akuche. It not only was Nosbo Hand, it was anybody who was in that lane had to put a body on, on Loud Love. And you had to frustrate the hell out of him because, I mean, it's just not love. I mean, you got Billy Wampler out there, man. I mean, that kid has a great mid-range jumper. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, that is a talented team. And to do what this team did last night, though, you know, that's that's a mark of, you know, hey, we're getting there. We're getting to where we need to go. And if they can figure out, if YSU can figure out, okay, we need to hold teams to 70 or less points, and we need to frustrate the hell out of people, and Darius Quisenberry needs to take ownership of this team the way he does, and Nas Bohan needs to be the dominating force, not only up and down the court, but inside the paint. I mean, you know, they dominated the boards last night, Tim. I mean, if you look on the stat sheet, it's like it was, uh, it was almost they almost out rebounded by twenty last night. Twenty four, twenty rebounds. I mean, difference against the right state team. Yeah, and that's that's the most amazing thing is they needed everybody to play their A game last night, and they really did come through. I thought the bench was amazing for what they were able to do. Quite honestly, I thought. Thomas had an amazing game for the 11 minutes that he played. He had six points, and he was that body that you were talking about when Naz needed the break to, uh, you know, to go up against uh, Love. And that's, that's so huge in a game like that. That's twice he's done that against Wright State because he had double-figure rebounds against Wright State the first time down there. And they were close to putting off – Wright State made a surge at the end. Uh, when I watched, when I was there covering the game at Fairborn, and they they hung with Wright State. Darius played well down there, but it was just a little mitigating factors, and Wright State did what Wright State does, and they pulled away in that game. And this this was a different feel because if, I I have a feeling if they can get back to this and harness this for the rest of the way out, this is going to be a really special year for this team. But that's going to be up to them it's no it's no it's not it's not who's around there it's not who's showing up to the game or any quirkiness like that it's pretty simple for this team it's just putting the effort in 
and a 40-minute stretch and putting the factors there because the pieces are there for this team, but they just have to put it together for a 40-minute stretch like they did last night. And to say that can't be done game in, game out, I I, I don't buy into that factor. It's like hey, this team has the heart and soul to do that. And if they pull it off for the next three games, beat uh, Northern Kentucky tomorrow, and Northern Kentucky loses in the big game against Wright State next week, why is you as your two seed and gets the double bye? That would be shocking. That would be phenomenal. That would be exactly what this program needs to be that Cinderella story that it has not been, you know, since it's been a Division One school, as we talked last time. And they're earning it. I mean, you don't just become a Cinderella because, you know, you get an opportunity to play in that conference tournament. You do it by earning it, and you're a Cinderella story because you've never done it before. And this team last night um, – I think all season long is there's a Quisenberry's team to take. And maybe last night he kind of put that exclamation point saying, just follow me, guys. I will help lead you. He's only a sophomore, but wow, what a, what a performance. I mean, 41 points. He had half the points basically for the entire team. And those threes that he hit at the end of the first half were just amazing. Yeah, and you're not going to see 41 points out of Quisenberry every night, but if he can get to above 20, I mean, he needs to take control of this team like Kendrick Perry did, like Cameron Morse did, and he's a hybrid between both of them at this point. But, Tim, he's going to be better than both of them. He is probably going to be the best point guard to ever come through this program by the time it's all said and done. I, think not, right. I, I, I am not even shy about saying that. Not in the least. Amazing what they, they, they have achieved. Now, I was reading your article this morning, and I was thinking they were talking about play, uh, postseason tournament. Now, obviously they, have a, they should secure a winning record the rest of the season. Is that right. guarantee and, and them a problem, chance, or is that still an invitational type scenario? That would be that CI, that College Insider Tournament, or the CBI, or you right. know, one of the alphabet soup kind of, where you have to pay. Uh, and I don't know if it's still, this was back in 12-13, they had to pay $35,000 to host the game, which they got through, I think, Medical Mutual of Ohio, uh sponsored their both of their home games when they had them because they beat Oakland the first time, and that was before Oakland joined the Horizon League. And right. then they lost to Canisius in the second round. Um, it just it was a good season then, Tim, but this one has more of a feel than I had the feeling in 2000-2001 when John Robick's second year. I mean, that was a senior-laden team, and this even still has more of a and that was a great team. I mean, Craig Hayes was a three-point, you know, great. And I remember you and I talking way back when about them on on your show. And uh, it's this has a different feel. It's like it just feels like all the pieces are lining together for this team, and it's still not even a finished product yet. They're still far away from a finished product at, at, for this team. I mean, they're not. They're not at to the level of right state where they can go in and you know just exude their power and their because I mean that's that's still a really good team no matter what 
is the outcome was yesterday. Wright State is undoubtedly the number one seed and the, the top team in this conference right now. I agree. And more than anything, I think you, know, I, you see the improvement that Coach Calhoun has brought to this program over the last three seasons. And maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't agree with this. I look at it as simply as they're still two players short of a good seven-man rotation, probably eight or nine on a rotation for a very good top-end conference team. They they have good players. They just need two more above what they have to compete like that game against West Virginia in the second half and others. They just don't have the necessary numbers yet. That's just a growth of the program, in my opinion, if he can continue to go on the path that he is. But right now, I think they got quality players, and they got good players that play hard, and they're buying into what Coach Calhoun's saying. But when you just look at the talent level uh, compared to other teams that have been in the Horizon League and the teams that they play outside the Horizon League, they might be a player or two less than what they need to be at that top level. Well, they're going to get that kind of player next year. They got six eight. I think he's around two thirty two forty. Guy's named Shake. He's from the Ivory Coast. He plays in. Uh, uh, he's already committed to YSU for next year. He averages around the double double game. He plays at a Christian school uh, near, not too far away from Charlotte, if I can remember. Uh, and this kid not only is going to be a dominating force around the basket, but I can tell you he's going to be the Love Love kind of type player. I yeah, mean, that'd be huge. Yeah, because, I mean, he's, he might even be better than that. Because it's like I've seen him get <laughs> – seen some of the highlights. Boy, is he good. But the best part is, Tim, I mean, when I talked to this kid, when he verbally committed, and, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it was like talking to a long-lost friend. For 20 minutes, we were on the phone. You know, and it's like he, he just like, you know, call me up anytime. You know, it's like we'll just, you know, we'll chat and talk. And it's like – he said, don't worry about what time it is, you know. It's like, and I thought to myself, I said, boy, they need to, when he comes on campus during the summer and in the fall, get him out to some of these schools. You know, get a face out there with this, this guy. Make him your face of your program because people are going to, you know, just fall in love with, the, you know, who he is and what he, you know, because I was like, I was just sold after just talking to him for 20 minutes. I can't imagine, you know, going into schools and, you know, and when he has interaction with people around here, people are just going to be gravitated, just say, hey, I want to go see Shake play. So so let's uh, handicap a little bit of the uh, Northern Kentucky game coming up on Saturday. What's your initial thoughts coming in? And I mean, obviously you kind of gave the keys for why is she success uh, going into what we are talking about earlier, keep a team under 70 points and, and I mean, you know, doing some of the other things that you mentioned, but what do you, you've seen this team or you know about this team? Talk about what you think YSU needs to do to be successful on Saturday. Well, it's a different kind of team than when you face in Northern Kentucky. You have a guard-oriented team. Um, it comes down to the basic fact of just fluster them. You can't let them have their way around the three-point arc because. You give them time, they're going to burn you like they did down there. And, I mean, and granted, I mean, they had, whew, yeah, they had, they had their way with YSU down there. It was, it was ugly, and it was over early on uh, in that first half against 
you know, as it, why is you hung or hung around for the first ten minutes and they just they just devastating. It's a guard oriented uh, Northern Kentucky team, and it's a seasoned team. It's team. It's players who know how to play at the highest level because they they've been to the tournament. They've won the Horizon Horizon League tournament, and for this team, you for YSU you have to flush them early and often. You gotta you gotta contest shots. You gotta be in their face. You can't let them have a drive to the lane. You can't let them, you know, have all day around the three-point arc. You got to make them work for everything they get. And if you do like you did yesterday and bluster the heck out of your opponent, you're going to put yourself in a good position. And Darius has to be Darius again. He's got to do this for the rest of the way out and the rest of his career. He's got to take ownership of this team. And Nas Bohannon, I think we didn't talk about what Nas did last night, 16 points, 14 14 or 16, I know it's, but he had a he had a huge double double win. Boy, if he would have put down that uh, one handed jam last night in the second half, that place that Bigley Center might have erupted. The roof might have literally come off the building. So yeah, like, it was a good crowd last night. It was a crowd that was into every moment of the basketball game, and that I think helped the players really feed off that energy. I mean, well, I, I, the I, tennis was about 2100. And I, someone asked me when I was sitting in the uh, – uh, I tweeted out that I was at the game. So he goes, how's the crowd? I said, my guess is around 2,500, and I was maybe a little short on that. But I thought they were really say, into the game. They said 2,100. I don't – I I don't know. I, I think more around, you know, I think they had around three or three or uh, 3,500, somewhere around there. Because it looked, it looked pretty – it didn't – didn't seem around 2100, so it's like, but I know, I and you, I I said the same thing. I thought that was a little low. I thought for sure it'd be around at least 25, but I don't know how they figure these things out, and I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, like, it, anything's possible. Yeah, it's it was weird. So, but uh, no, with the YSU football team being there, you know, you got a sense of home court advantage, especially when you had the intros coming out there. You heard the booze coming out when Wright State was on the floor, and it's like when they were introduced, and and it's like you you, you had a sense of a tournament atmosphere around there, and it's like it's been a while since I've experienced something like that, and it's like and it was good to see. It was good to see around Bigley Center. Yeah, I mean, it was great to see the, the support the football team gave the basketball program, and hopefully that will continue with all the programs going forward and get some of the students there and, uh, you know, have a more uh, young atmosphere. Because as you know, as I know, uh, YSU attracts an older crowd versus a younger crowd. They need to get some of the younger people there to uh, to watch and support these uh, these young men who are playing the game. And matter of fact, the ladies, you know, they have the dollar night tonight. So uh, hopefully people will have a chance to go see them tonight. Well, I know uh, my family will, well, except my son. He's got a video uh Mooney basketball tonight. So it's like, <laughs> but uh, he's got to do his gig. But uh, my daughter and her uh, basketball team will be there, and my wife and uh, our friend Deli, who sings, uh, I'll give her a plug, she sings for Voices of YSU, will be doing a national anthem tonight. So it should be pretty amazing what they what they uh will sound like so uh i know my daughter sang the national anthem for last saturday's game so it's like and 
yeah, it was it's, uh, oh, it was awesome. a, a moment for me. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely! Congratulations, and give her my uh, congratulations on that too. And uh, that's just that's awesome to uh, to see them reach out to different parts of the community like that and have them have, be involved. And uh, I'll say this: it's been a long time since I've been at a YSU basketball game, just because of my high school basketball schedule and other things. The atmosphere, at least, there's there seems to be in-game activities that they never did before. Maybe they've done it for the last five or seven years. I just, you know, because of my schedule, I haven't been able to get there. Uh, I was just lucky enough that last night I didn't have a basketball game to be at myself, so I uh, ended up at the game, and uh, I'm so glad I did. But she has a long ways to go in a lot of things, but at least in-game activities, they seems to have found oh, yeah. a little rhythm there. That would be because of Chris Sumner. He's a 06 champion grad. He just came aboard a couple years ago uh, for the marketing department. And I tell you what, they needed some kind of infusion around there. Uh, because it was not good. So it's like he's been doing this. He's been in contact with Jared Calhoun for the last couple years. And he's done a wonderful job. Not only that, but you see it at women's basketball games too. I mean, He's done yeoman's work. I mean, and I'm, he. This is not. This is just the beginning here because I can tell you this: they um, the chair back seats. You know, the the one the seats you see on the with the men, uh, the two sides sit on uh, the benches. Mm-hmm. They want to try to have those around the court for some of the you know your older you know fans or some of your higher paying fans eventually have have that maybe move the media table out of there and just have like one side or or something like that. Get some courtside seating around the Bigley Center because that would be great. And and this is just, you know, my thinking outside the box. Take away the bleachers there. I mean and you can put let's say one side have like a kids section there and then have another side and, and Put a put a nice bar over there, you know. It's like, or maybe just put one side have half and half, or and keep the bleachers on one side. And but uh, I I mean, there's so many things that can be done within the space of the Bigley Center. And but they just I mean, winning solves a lot of things and the inflection of money because if this team gets to the tournament, that money will start flowing there. And that basketball program is going to just grow like leaps and bounds. I've seen it what what happened at Kent State. I mean, and they've had a good run over there. And still, their dominant program at that university. Football's doing well, but the dominant program at that university is men's basketball, and it can be at YSU. I know this is a football area. I know football is everything, but you know when men's basketball is doing well, so is your university. And there's no question about it. The last 40 years has been tough to watch uh, for YSU basketball. Over generally speaking terms, it's been a desert uh, and a lot of disappointment. It looks like for the first time in a long time, maybe since, like you mentioned, Rovic's second year, that there seems to be some excitement. And hopefully it's something to build on. I mean, I've it was great to watch uh, Coach Calhoun come off the court, being excited, inter- you know, energized with the fans, high-fiving people. It was – I was talking to Anthony 
prior, you know, after that was over, I just, when was the last big win here? And we were trying to think, and I immediately came off my head was Cleveland State, and that was, God, like 10 years ago? And then we started thinking maybe the game, they beat Butler in, what, 05, when Butler went to the championship game? Oh, that would have been, because they went in 10, 11, somewhere around there, because they had, they had Jerry Slocum on all these national shows, because his team was the last team to beat Butler when they, before right. they went on the run. Right. So, and but I, I'll tell you what, as much as, you know, sometimes Jerry doesn't get enough credit, I mean, him and uh, especially Strugglers coach Mike Wernicke, I mean, they've had some great players come through that program. I mean, the talent level, you know, it's like you had you had Kendrick Perry, you had Cam Morris, I mean, you had Blake Allen. I mean, you've had you've had so many good players and Damian Urkel. I'd be remiss to say my my dude Damian Urkel because can you imagine him playing right now with these guys? There's yeah. one of your missing pieces because. I mean, the six seven player who plays like he's seven one, and mm-hmm. like the shot blocking factor. I mean, wow! Can you imagine him and Nas? I mean, Nas would be the hybrid three. So it's like, I mean, because I mean, it, can you, I I just amazed seeing Nas run. And I know I'm getting off a tangent here, Tim, but man, there's just so many things to talk about with his team. You know, it's like you're just you're seeing the uh, you're seeing with the uh, Nas. I mean, he changes the way that, you know, a four should be. I mean, he's more of a three. I mean, he brings the ball up the court. I mean, he's a, he's a mitigating factor of why why the offense starts running because it's like he can he goes coast to coast. I mean, if you saw him go right up against Loud Mub, Loud Mub could not handle, you know, when Nas was at full speed. So it's just it, it it's just amazing watching this team. I'm still trying to comprehend in this, and I might you know while I'm rock, writing my column finishing this out, I might watch the replay of this game because it's like I'm still trying to fully comprehend what I saw last night. All I I can comprehend is that was a, they needed a big win. They had energy. They played the first forty the entire forty minutes. Great minutes out of the bench, which I thought was key. And, you know, for the I, first I time in many years, I'm excited about the possibility of a you know, a tournament run in the Horizon League. As much as the CIT or whatever else alphabet-type tournaments that might be available, the goal never changes. It's the NCAA, and the way to do that is you win your tournament. And right. if they can play well the rest of the year, that anything's possible. Yeah, and if they can win out their three games and get that second seed, that puts them in a great position. All they need to do is win two games and they're they're in the show. And this place becomes electric for the next couple of days after after Selection Sunday. Yeah, and because, it would be huge. Yeah, so I, I just and I one thing I do want to leave you with Ethan Faulkner. He is one of the assistant coaches, first-year assistant coach. He's a former Northern Kentucky player. And I can tell you this, the defense is because of Ethan, because the defense you see out there this year is because some of the things he's put in there. He's the one who put in the game plan for last night. I mean, to frustrate the hell out of Loud Mug, to go after some of these other guys on Wright State's team. 
you know, the guys who usually, you know, just just decimate you by the, you know, wear you down by game's end. I mean, you saw the frustration on uh, Scott Nagy's face. I mean, he was just, like, beside himself, you know, just seeing this. But he knew that this is a good, you know, YSU team, especially when they play like this. It was, it was a fun night. Hopefully it's just the start of the next uh, 10 days. And, you know, we'll have a great story to follow here. And, John, again, uh, as the postseason arrives, we're going to have you come back on and talk more about basketball with us because this, uh, this has been a, a fun month here for the Penguins. And hopefully the next uh, three games will be something special. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future about this. I look forward to talking to you as well, Tim. So thank you for having me on. I want to thank John Vargo again for coming on the podcast. This is his second appearance, Mm -hmm. and we appreciate it. And he's already said he'll come back on as we get towards tournament time and get into everything that's going on. You know, that comment that he made about the potential, if YSU can win against Northern Kentucky, Mm And go to Wisconsin and win both those yes. games in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Yes. Get a little help. And having Wright State beat Northern Kentucky, yes. Youngstown State could get the double bye and finish second in the conference. Yes, and Jared Calhoun touched on that uh, briefly last night, that if they take care of business and continue playing the way they've been playing and f- tune some things here and there, you got a chance to get not one but two conference tournament home games. And how special that would be. And I believe last night he mentioned that uh, they have clinched the number of wins needed to qualify for a postseason berth. Would be CBI, CIT. Obviously, there's dreams. Um, Those are nice consolation yes, games. Don't yes. get me wrong. Anytime your program can play in the postseason, it's a more it's a very important thing for development of your program. And I'm not saying that it's not important. And as John mentioned mm-hmm. during the interview, the last time that happened, they, they played two games yep. in the CIT. Mm-hmm. They also had to pay $35,000 yes, to get those right. home games. You're you right know? about that. And it's not the same as if you make it the and NCAA I, yep. and you get paid yes. handsomely mm-hmm. and you get that type of money influx into this program and into the sports programs at YSU. That is huge. That's why... The football program, when it's not as successful as it can be, mm-hmm. hurts the bottom line at Youngstown State because it's mm-hmm. the money maker, and basketball can be that too, if you allow it to become. And it has been, like I said, you know, lost in the deserts for forty years, yeah. and now maybe Jared Cahoon and this group here can lead us to a, a brand new thought, you know, processes. We're talking about competing yearly, yearly yes. in the Horizon League and potentially making the NCAAs. It, and that's a huge difference because the NCAA pays you, you to be yes. in the tournament. You're not paying them, them to play. Exactly. It, and that, to me, is the absolute goal and, without a doubt, the dream that I've had since 1980. Tim, uh, you mentioned the start of the podcast uh 99th episode three years ago we started this three years ago right around when we started i believe that week one of our first two podcasts was breaking down who would be the next head coach of the wise men's basketball team and we floated names about and i think we kept coming back to this guy from uh, fairmont state who worked for bob hongans and we both agreed that 
he had a lot of potential to do great things here. You're seeing now in our three years what Jared Calhoun has done, like you touched on, uh, that dream that everybody has who's a basketball fan in the Valley. And I know you've made mention to it numerous times of seeing the Penguins in the NCAA tournament. Maybe I'm being biased and riding the high of last night's win. That dream is not as far off as it were, say, two weeks ago or a month ago. You're correct. It's right. It's there for the taking. It's not going to be an easy thing to take. But you can see this program reaching at potential. Now, are we putting the cart before the horse? Yes. Yes. But not necessarily to the point where you can't get the horse in front of the cart where you're galloping and going towards a goal. And that's where I believe this program can go. The next three games are going to tell us a lot. Because Northern Kentucky routed them about a month ago. 25 points, wasn't it? Yeah. It was bad. It was just a bad performance. So they need to come home. You know, they need the support in Bigley Center again. And hopefully with some... Great basketball play and the electric atmosphere again on Saturday. They can get that huge win and take that momentum to Wisconsin and get those two victories against Green Bay and Milwaukee and then go from there. Because if that happens, look out and you get the bonus Mm -hmm. of Northern Kentucky losing to Wright State, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you put your program in the best position it's ever been yep. heading into a conference tournament. And that's all you can ask for. I've always said, I don't care if they don't get the double buy. Be in the tournament mm-hmm. and give yourself that opportunity. And give yourself your best opportunity to be in to succeed in yep. that tournament. And that means, like you mentioned, home games. and Because you can see how much better this team feeds oh, off. Yeah. And you know... If it is a big game, the Valley usually comes Good, out yes. and supports us. And grows. And the university will all of a sudden let everyone know there's a basketball program going yes. on when that happens. Yes. Uh, you'll see tomorrow at 2 o'clock how mature this team is. We has a 48-hour turnaround. That's one thing Gerald Cajun has touched on, how the one thing he doesn't like about Horizon League is a schedule on a Thursday-Saturday. He wishes it was Thursday-Sunday or Thursday, you know, something like that. But you'll see how mature this team is playing the top two teams in your conference within a 48-hour period, less than 48-hour period. You club a right state, and now you got to turn around and play a team that routed you less than three weeks ago. You'll see how mature they are. Can they come out with the same energy and enthusiasm? We'll see. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm but looking I, forward to the game. I obviously will not be there. I will be in Wexford, Pennsylvania, covering uh, Newcastle. Tomorrow afternoon, as they play at 1.30, as the Kings advance to the second round of mm-hmm. the WPIL in the 4A championship, and they play on, they play Knock, and Knock is a very good basketball program. They, uh, they played them a couple of years ago. This team is better than that one. It was a few years ago. For the Kings going forward, if they win uh, Saturday, they will qualify for the Pennsylvania uh, State Tournament. Mm-hmm. and they'll advance to the semifinals of the WPIL, and then obviously a chance to play at the Pete the following Saturday if that all works out. Uh, you can s- listen to my game or watch the mm-hmm. video 
as we'll have live video stream, at least that's the plan right now, on trip hssn.triblive.com. That is trip hssn.triblive.com. Uh, click on the broadcast link. I'll have a link on my Facebook page. I'll try to put a link on the my Twitter page, too, for everyone can have that information. And you could hear the broadcast and lessen it. Or if you're watching the uh, Penguins on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus in your home, you can uh, listen to us on uh, the trip live or uh, through the Internet. So you got a lot of options. A what lot of great basketball tomorrow? going away. One thirty. One thirty. Yeah. I moved some things around. I had an appointment scheduled. I think I'm going to be a big league again tomorrow. You should. I, I, I got I, nothing to do. If and I'm thinking to myself last yeah. in the stadium. If you're in Northwest you Pennsylvania, if you're in, you know, like I said, Northwest Pennsylvania, you need to be in Wexford. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's going to be a yep. great game. Uh, if you're in Northeast Ohio, you need to be a Bigley Center. You need to be a Bigley. It was, uh, I want to touch on this. But you and I talked about it last night throughout the game and then uh, a little more so leaving the arena. In March, so often, it's not about the best team. It's not about the best player per se. It's about a player or two getting hot, carrying. Davidson and Steph Curry did it. Gordon Hayward and Butler did it for two straight years. Matt Howard also. There have been so many players that have gotten hot and have carried teams uh, to magical runs. Darius Quisenberry is that player. I have, last night, I have seen a lot of good players, whether it be Antonio Gates, Matt Howard, Gordon Hayward. Uh, I saw Zion Williamson in person last year. I saw R.J. Barrett. I've seen, you know, four Notre Dame guards go to the NBA. I've seen uh, Louisville's championship teams. Last night was best individual performance I've ever seen by a guard. It was up there. There's no question about it. With what everything you... on the line, that was a big game for YSU. Well, Quisenberry is the leader of this team. He's a sophomore. He's the point guard. Are we going to see 41 points out of him every no. game? No. However, I do believe he kind of grew up in the Oakland game simply because he was shut down in the Oakland yep. game. He did not play his best game. And it reflected on the team's performance, and he took it personal. Did you talk to Jared Cahoon after that game? Because that was his first comment of the uh, press conference last night where they got beat back when he did not play very well. He did not watch the, the next game. morning... Calhoun got into the office at 9 a.m. He dropped his kids off at school. Guess who was already there in this arena for three hours? Darius Quisenberry. He already left the yeah. way. He already got shots up. Yeah. He already watched film. Well, that's the thing. Good players are always in the gym shooting and doing what's gym necessary. Yeah. Yep. Doing what's necessary to improve their game, to give themselves the best opportunity in the next game they play. All levels of basketball yep. never change. At the high school level, your best players are your gym rats, the ones who want to be at practice, the ones who listen to coaching, the ones who take in uh, the information and dissect it and use it to their abilities. That that old game mm-hmm. of basketball, the player who shows up necessarily ever achieves to the level he needs, but those who do work and do what's necessary, and who have a drive, they usually achieve Mm -hmm. at the highest levels. And it can happen. 
like I said, this is this could be a special run, and you know that's why we're here on Radio MVP to talk about this stuff. Here's and, what's exciting: go back to your first two or three words of that sentence you just said. Darius Quisenberry is a what? Sophomore? Yes. That's all I need to say. And we're in. You heard John talk about that uh, in the interview and talking about the recruit, you know, coming up from uh, North Carolina. This, yes. And yes. he's going to be a player. John is high on him. Yes, John he is. is really and, high on uh, him. And we talked about him again. So there's a lot of really interesting. Momentum. Yes. Mm. And there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of belief in this program. Penguins are young, right. too. There's a lot of belief this pro- program is headed in the right direction. And it just takes time for it to grow, and for the for the old saying, the seed to sprout and to and to grow and become, you know, a tree. It, it can happen, and yeah, this is the this is the most exciting I've been about a YSU basketball team in twenty years. This is the most excited I've ever been in my life. Yeah, I'm I'm twenty nine, and I've never seen him really compete outside of like I said. The two semifinal appearances, but they were fluky runs. They, they were like four or five one conference team, and you know they got a shot here or there, and they got. Look, I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but you know they didn't have a chance. We talked a little bit. John talked a little bit about the Jerry Slocum era, mm-hmm. and my opinion of Jerry Slocum era is he he brought stability to the program. He was there every year, and. He was up and down. Make he was more down than up, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he never got enough never players. Never elevated it, yeah. He never got enough players to be successful. He's had a couple great runs when he was yes. here. Yeah. And I don't want to take that away from what he achieved. Obviously, a terrific basketball man and and coach who's been, you know, who has mm-hmm. seen great wins in his career. At the Over division, 700. Right. Yeah. At the Division two level and at the Division one level. And I don't want to... It was time for a change and a young person to come in and, and Jerry Calhoun, and we'll see where this program goes. And I'm not concerned how long or how short. Let's enjoy this right yes. now, and let's build something special. And all I'm going to say again is uh, if you can't get down to Bigley, listen to the game. Rob Schmidt is – Rob Schmidt is – Rob Schmidt is just phenomenal, in my opinion, one of the best play-by-play men you're going to hear. Plus, you can get on ESPN Plus and watch the games. And hear Rob, I believe. He is, yes. yes. Yes, they simulcast yes. The, the radio broadcast, which is phenomenal. And, I, again, I, I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of his. And uh, You and I have pounded the table for for the crowd to come out for the football games. And we've pounded, please come out, please come out, please come out, please come out. Well, last week we we said, please come to Beagley. Please come to Beagley. Please come to Beagley. And we're doing it again here. Please come to Beagley. It, you've made mention. If you're in Northeast Ohio, please come to Beagley. Tickets aren't that expensive. You can no. get great seats for less than 15 bucks. That's one thing about Beagley that's very good. Even if you get the cheap seats, you've got a great you're view. You're right there. You're you right have a there. great view of the action. So, uh, And... You might want to sit in the end zone with the football team. Yes. Uh, that, and get to know that, some of the players. That was a lot of cool. Uh, that was really fun. Give Coach that, Phillips credit. That was really cool on Coach Phillips. And, you know what I loved also? It's one thing just to show up. But when that football team came in, 
You knew they were there because they were engaged from the start, cheering and supporting and just screaming and imploring, you know, their basketball teammates on. We've touched upon it. When Youngstown gets behind a team, it can do a lot of special things. And Calhoun touched on this. Uh, it changed the atmosphere. It was what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast when I said, why issue trends old and its fans at in the basketball r- arena? When you add students, you add yep. the football team, you add people under 30, you yep. add some energy that's normally there. Take nothing against the old guys like me, all right, who are there and have cheered and were once young cheering on this program. The thing is, anytime you have energy, players can feed off of that. Basketball mm-hmm. is probably the most... Yes amazing sport i've seen it at the high yes. school level mm-hmm. i've seen it at the collegiate level i've seen it at the nba level they feed off oh, yeah. the fans oh when yeah. the fans are nathal apathetic yeah yeah the plays that way yeah and they want to cheer and the players want to hear it and the players want to play in front of them as we said many times winning cures a lot of ales right now this team has that opportunity to do something special Let's not put too much in front of it, but we definitely can see the path ahead that says this could be a very special year in springtime in Youngstown, which has not ever happened before. No. uh, Usually about this time, it's, well, spring football starts a couple weeks. Nobody's even thinking about that right now. Outside of the football program. I don't think, look, Scott Nagy and Wright State, they're a tremendous team. And they very well could make the NCAA tournament and very well make a run. They're that good. Uh, let's take nothing away from them. I don't, and, and I don't want to say this in a negative way, because I, they were ready to play last night. I don't think they're ready for that kind of atmosphere. I'm not sure they were ready for that kind of intense enthusiasm for 40 minutes from the crowd. Let's be honest. You don't have that bigly very often. No, they've never experienced that at mm-hmm. bigly, and. Uh, not too many teams that come into Bigley have yeah. mm-hmm. experience where there's been an atmosphere there. My hat's off to everyone who showed up to the game and got into it and had a great time. And it was special. Now, looking forward to mm-hmm. everything that's going possibly happen. It's one game at a time. Let's do it Saturday. and Northern Kentucky, yeah, 2 o'clock. And then go from there. And the same thing for the Canes. I want to talk about the Canes just a little mm-hmm. bit longer. This is a young team that was, you know, 15 and 7 during the regular season. Uh, that, as I said before, starts a freshman, two sophomores, a junior, and one senior. And the senior is a 5'10 center. That's scary, Tim. Yeah. And it's That's just scary. Us. And there's only two seniors on the entire team. The oh other one only God. came out to basketball last year. So he got a few minutes on the court this year, but he didn't get a lot. But he's a hell of a teammate, and he's a a player that Coach Blundo is thrilled to have part of He's a program. program guy that everybody loves. Well, it's going to be really exciting. And the Canes have won three straight WPIL championships. And they won six of the last nine. And this is the last year they'll be competing in 4A. Next year they move up to 5A. So, so next year they got to... It's a totally yeah. different schedule next year. Totally different teams mm-hmm. that they'll be facing. Uh, so it's going to be a really special moment uh, coming up. And, you know, it's not going to be easy against Knock, but it should be a lot of fun. And I cannot 
really wait till tomorrow afternoon to uh, call that game. And uh, that game will be archived on Trib Live. So you can always go back and watch that if you want to do a doubleheader. Watch the Penguins and then flip on uh, and, and use, your, weekend, huh? uh, use your Chromecast or whatever to put it on your big screen and watch uh, some great basketball. I guarantee it will be a amazing game from North Allegheny in Wexford as a, a neutral court. So it should be a lot of, a lot of fun. And uh, I'll be calling that game myself. As uh, my partner James uh, will be calling his own game, yeah. he will be uh, following Penn State Shenango as he calls their games mm-hmm. throughout the season. So, uh, unfortunately, they moved the game to two o'clock, uh, so he can't be with us. It should be a great, great atmosphere, and it should be a really interesting game coming up. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, I looked over for a two and zero weekend. Uh, for YSU, a survive and advance for Newcastle. And I will do my best to bring your spirit intensity along with me tomorrow at Beagley because I am planning on being there. That's great. I, that I is, look forward to it. You can text me some information. I will text you. and You I can will, text me all all game long and I'll have I will, in front uh, of me. I will uh, text you comments from the mayor of Beagley. Um, yes. And see what yes. he says. Yeah, yeah. Go see him. He'll he'll get you good seats. As I, you see, uh, I'd say what. Hats off to Youngstown last night. That's it. We we were talking about this on the way home. We love this area. You know, people can say what they want about it, but damn, I was proud of Youngstown last night. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Real quick, uh, two more things I want to talk about before we uh, get out of here. My quick two updates. Mm-hmm. Round three of the AFLW coming up uh, just started last night. Plays tonight. Plays tomorrow. Should be a, some great action. You do have to get some sleep for your big game tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you know well, that, right? I will. I will catch some of it. I won't catch all of it. But that's the greatest thing about the AFLW uh, Watch uh, app on demand. I get to watch it anytime I can. So, and I will uh, do that. Also, I do want to. Uh, Talk about Liverpool real quickly. Uh, they lost. I saw that. They lost in the championship uh, league, and it's okay. They lost one nothing to uh, Algreto Madrid. Yeah. There's a return game coming. So it's home-and-home. Home, yes, basically. it's a home-home home, aggregate score. So they would have to win by two. So they have to win 2 nothing. 2 nothing or by two. Yeah, okay. You know, three to one mm-hmm. or more. Yeah. They just have to have more goals out of two games. So they than, win by two, they advance. And on March 11th. So, uh, actually, it was an interesting game. And they're going to be playing at Anfield. And I'm not, as crazy as it sounds, I think it's going to be an intense game. However, I'm not. I really believe playing at Anfield will be the big difference. They just don't lose there. They play phenomenal at home. And uh, the miracles happen there. So, it should be a lot of fun. The Premier uh, League is going on. They play again Monday, ridiculously above. I think it's That's twenty-five fair, points yeah. clear. It's just it's it's basically just counting down now. So it's like so. ninety-five Indians. Yeah, just counting down it's, now. It's even better because they're going to win the whole thing. So the, the, ninety-five par- came close, but we. Those are going to be a parade, but yes. for the right reason this time, right? There is a parade, and they'll have. They may have multiple parades. They may have one hey, for the Premier League. They may there. have one for the Premier League and then the one later, hopefully, for the Championship I want to tell League. a quick soccer story. I know I don't talk a lot about soccer. And I went to Ghana in 
May of 2012. This was right around the time that Chelsea was playing. God, I can't remember. They're playing in the championship. They're playing a championship game. We went out to we did our stuff in the day. Went out to dinner at a nice restaurant. A group about fourteen of us, and we walked back up to the compound. And usually people were on the streets, and you know the hustle and bustle. It was a ghost town. It was a ghost town. And I'm like, the hell's going on around here? And I said, hey, Brother Ken, what's, where's everybody at? It's a Friday night. What is... He said, Chelsea plays. And I said, oh, okay. He said, everything shuts down. And we get back, and the brothers are all watching the game. They're all Chelsea fans. Chelsea won. You would have... As soon as that final whistle blew in stoppage time... That whole city became just celebrations down the street, and, and that was really cool to witness. Yeah, that was it, that's a lot of fun to witness. It it really is. It's it's a unique thing. Um, obviously, I've never got to Europe, but hopefully, I will, and hopefully, I'll experience something like that in the future because it, it was really addicting. More I watch. I just want to see a parade for anybody who want to white teams besides yeah. the Broncos. Yeah, maybe we'll get a parade in Youngstown someday. Oh, we're going to get a parade down Fifth Avenue. Oh, that's not Jim Trestle Avenue yet. I don't know, but hey. It's going to happen, right? Oh, it's going to be Jim Trestle University in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, my we kids talked are gonna, about that at the my game. My kids are going to go to school. My kids are going to grow up, and I'm going to bring them to Youngstown State games and all this. And when I'm in my nursing home and my great-grandkids are going to college, and I'm like, where are you going to go to school? JTU. The hell is JTU? Jim Trestle University. It could happen it's someday. Happen. You never know. The Jim Trust University sweater vest. Yeah, it very well could happen. All right, Anthony, let's wrap up this podcast. We'll talk to you again uh, very soon. My thanks goes out to John Vargo from the Warren Tribune Chronicle for coming on the podcast. And you can check us out on the web at our homepage, radiombp.com. And uh, Anthony, any final thoughts? Two o'clock tomorrow at Beagle Center. I know I've pounded the table for people to come to Stanbaugh. Please come to Beagle tomorrow. Please. Let's come out. Let's get behind this team. Let's, let's shock them over Kentucky. Go Penguins. <laughs>